my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. You know, I know, Big Kev, that everyone thinks that uh, Seinfeld, Friends, best show of the 90s. I, I will go out of limb and say Mystery Science Theater 3000, best, most original mm. show out there. That still holds up, by the way. Well, that's kind of timeless. You know, making fun of stuff can be timeless. So... I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that. I think they just created a format that, you know, how many YouTubers probably impersonate, uh, not impersonate, but just kind of roll without that kind of format, I should say, um, day in and day out. So, and it's, by the way, it's freaking hysterical, man. I, I, I don't care. I just, I love it so much. I'm putting it in the intro here because they're, they're doing a marathon. Um, just go to their website. They're doing like a Thanksgiving Day marathon thing. Uh, I believe it's called Mystery Science Theater. What the hell is it? It's uh, mst3kturkeyday.com for uh, details about their marathon that they're doing. But you could also just watch it on Twitch where they, I think they have it going 24-7 uh, at the exact mm. same time. Kind of like Bob Ross, how they just have it playing there all day, every day. Uh, which is which is a bit of awesome because, like I said, it is one of my favorite shows. I think it's extremely underrated uh, at the exact like same time. You know? I know I totally agree with you, but before we get further into the show, a couple yes. of things. Yeah. First, Geek Stuff TNG, episode 600 and something. 14. 13? 14. 614. 614. Uh, the one we're calling... Musical Chairs? What do we want to... What do he want to call it? Because it's his birthday. It's whatever the kid wants. So he, he wanted the... Whatever like, the kid the, wants. The Hokey Pokey. That's think, the title. Right? Whatever, whatever the kid whatever wants. Whatever the kid... <laughs> I like it. Uh, and uh, yes, and it is a Sandwich's birthday episode. Um, uh, however, he's not joining us right at the outset. Big surprise. Um, <laughs> and I want to address... Um, I, I don't know how you say this name. I just call him or her Dot. So Dot is telling us on our Patreon feed, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, I was actually. I gonna... presume what Dot means is that 
it's going to premiere on HBO Max. Well, what happened? What had happened was, sir, literally five minutes before we went uh, live here, it was just announced on the Twitters that uh, simultaneously, uh, AMC theaters will be closing select theaters across the country, which means goddamn all of them probably uh, because of the crazy surge of the coronavirus. And at the exact same time, it was announced that, uh, I almost said Mystery Science Theater, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to go to HBO Max in select theaters. And I'm assuming the select theaters are probably going to be drive-in theaters, I'd imagine, just because, like I said, it's going, it's getting so out of hand right now uh, with the surge of the virus. So, uh, yeah, that, that kind of just happened right before the show started, actually. Um, wow. So... I think it's you know I, I think it's a I think it's a fine move on 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 their part and everything like that because right. you know I mean they don't want to have a, a Mulan kind of situation they want to promote the, the the platform like crazy anyways we're gonna get into that too uh, for today's show um, oh boy and it's just I mean people just got to be you know not to beat a dead horse here but people got to take care of their health first and kind of protect themselves and their families so uh, yeah. I, I think it's the right move um, from uh, from Warner's standpoint here. Uh, Dot but, says it's going international, also according to Variety. Okay, so, there you go. Yeah, um, you know, real quick before we actually just dive into this big cap, I just want to hit on our Patreon stuff uh, really, really quickly. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/geeksoftng for just a buck, you can get a hold of our Discord service. Uh, to talk to the people of the show and other fans as well. For $3, you get the show a day and a half early, which is usually Wednesday night. Uh, sneak peek at the prep sheet. For $5, you get the weekend bonus show with The Kid. I mean, Sandwich. I mean, Dom. Uh, and some vintage episodes. And for $10 a month, like Dot here, um, I'm not even sure who it is right now, uh, you get the Dot. show uh, live on the Instagrams, um, which is usually, uh, you know, pull back the curtain. That's usually where the hot mess happens, which is which is plenty fun. Um, and you can also call it to the GVM line at 201-730-2547 to hear yourself. You're taking his gig. He's going to be upset. No, 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 no. I'm just, you know, I'm letting the kid warm up. He's taking his time. He can do his thing. And, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just a bench, you know, bench player here. I'm just stepping up to help them out and everything um, to hear your thoughts on Geeks of TNG. So uh, let's just go real quick back to the, the whole Wonder Woman thing. I think it's a smart move. I think it's the way to go. Uh, they're trying to build up this damn platform like crazy, as they should. I, I don't blame them, um, especially at an age where, I mean, Disney, they're falling, you know, everything is kind of, I don't want to say falling apart, but they, they lost money for the, the quarter for the first time in I forgot how many decades. The only bright spot was they, I believe, don't hold me to it exactly. I think they reached their subscription threshold that what they wanted to uh, in a exact, oh, just over a year exactly, uh, what they thought was going to be in, nice. in like four or five years. So they keep pumping out great content like that. It's going to go strong for a long time. I mean, there's now another rumored yet another, we should say no, yet mm -hmm. another rumored star Wars show mm -hmm. coming to Disney plus. I'm not going to say what it is, but there's another one rumored to be coming. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I think they're going the, the right route in terms of Wonder Woman. Uh, the other aspects. Uh, all right. Let me hit on one more good thing, actually, about the platform before we uh, go nuts. So one other thing is the fact that I just want to hit because it's, it's in the same realm and a positive. 
uh, Conan O'Brien is actually going to be taking uh, off of TBS. They're going to transfer him from TBS to HBO Max instead. So uh, for those who don't know, wow. he, he, they, right before COVID happened, like a, I don't know exactly how long, uh, they actually kind of reformatted his show where it was a half hour, a little bit more laid back, a little bit more simp- uh, simplistic than before. Uh, meanwhile, his podcast, Conan O'Brien uh, Needs a Friend, just skyrocketed in popularity. On the, on the uh, Apple podcast store, I think it shot to number one in terms of the, the, the number one comedy podcast. And his last, um, I believe, the last one I listened to, he interviewed Bruce Springsteen, and it was fantastic. I, I just love it since he's a, a big music fan. Um, so I, I, I think that, again, that's kind of the right move for, for HBO Max. I'm not going to go get HBO Max still just because it's another paid platform. I'm a fan of Conan, but uh, I can just watch his YouTube stuff and uh, enjoy his podcast. The other stuff that we need to talk about uh, Zack Snyder and this damn Justice League stuff, man, just just keeps. It's like it's like the shit that keeps on shitting. Yeah, man. Yeah. Did you see the new trailer with um um? I think it was it with, a, with the new Hallelujah uh, with the new uh Steppenwolf. His new Steppenwolf. I think it had uh was it Hallelujah as the the song? I, I I'm drawing a blank now. What the hell it was? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I just hope people realize this is a marketing aspect of uh, of the Justice League movie and they don't think that this is like, you know, the fans demanded and Zack Snyder is campaigning or this or that. Like, this is just no. like a campaign move. I hope, like, it. The, the this is the same way they tried to do the whole, like, Blair Witch thing. Like, three people went into the woods and they were lost. And people bought it because, I mean, there was no internet like today. Uh, so it was much easier to do something like that. This is that same aspect just with today's twist to to the story. Uh, uh, dot, dot, yeah. dot over on Petrayan uh, brings up one of my favorite analogies that I use on the show. Yes. He says it's not even whipped cream on dog crap. <laughs> I like that. That's a good Which idea. is an analogy that I always use. You know, it's like putting whipped cream on dog shit. You know, like... It's an apt analogy. Good on you, Dot. I mean, it, it. I mean, that's literally what this is, you know. Except it, you're, you're right. There's, it's, this is not even whipped cream on it at this point. And not only that, but the money that Warner Brothers is spending to convince these guys who were, I mean, you have to think at some point with the level of failure that they have experience thus far that the guys associated with these films like Henry Cavill and Affleck and uh, Ray Fisher and all these people who were free uh, of these uh, of the the shackles of these uh, terrible movies are all now coming back. I mean, I can't even imagine the size of the paychecks that must be being cut in order to get just Affleck. I mean, look at Affleck in that last flick. He clearly didn't want to be there. Phoning it in would be an overse- uh, an overstatement for what he did. I mean, just looking at the red, some of the red carpet interviews he did. I mean, he just felt like he just looked burnt out uh, yeah, more than I anything. Mean, and I believe he relapsed with his alcoholism. I'm not a, don't hold me on yeah, that one, but yeah, I think maybe. that was the case. I don't, I don't know. 
I do know this. Wesley Snipes looked more into being in Blade Three mm-hmm. than Affleck looked wow. into being in that Justice League movie. Wow, you I set mean, the bar it there. Was so phoned in. It was so phoned in. And then he's apparently just re-signed a new deal to do new content, new Justice League. So that universe, which they said was going away, mm-hmm. not going away. And they're going to have, they're going to Disney plus it. They're going to do the, uh, possibly shows, possibly additional films, uh, 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 all stuff for HBO Max, mind you. Mm-hmm. Not, not. You know, not there's no talk of theatrics at this point, except the Flash movie, which, again, I mean, without spending an hour going into it, I just why would you even why would you even gamble at this point? You know, like, why would you even make that gamble? It doesn't make any damn sense. But I'm not deep pocket. I guess Warner Brothers feels like, you know, we if we hit the dead body with those. Uh, defibrillator paddles one more time mm-hmm. maybe we'll get a faint pulse for a few minutes and we can maybe break even they're just not going to though I, they're I, just not going to break even I, I mean i see what they're trying to do here they're just trying to they're trying to be diverse because you know warner brothers owned by at&t for those who don't know uh i mean no one's going to a theme park they have their their telecom business, which is obviously still running strong, but they're trying to diversify and they're trying to build up the streaming platform because they see Netflix, they see Disney Plus, uh, they see YouTube. Uh, so they're they're going in that direction. I just feel like they're just they're literally throwing everything and you know they're putting all their their chips into the pot well, right here to try to make it well, work. Let's be, let's be honest, Mister Monty. Mm-hmm. They've spent a shit ton on this service already. That's an understatement. Let's leave Warner <laughs> Brothers aside for a minute. Mm-hmm. They bought South Park. They bought Friends. Mm-hmm. They, bu- I mean, and they continue to get assets like that that are, you know, like they they are putting an end to the DC channel, whatever the hell that thing's called. They're yeah, putting that. an end to that. All of that content, which people were paying more for than you would pay for HBO Max, all of that content is now uh, is now going to go over to HBO Max as well. And let's not forget, weren't they trying to buy um, Fox before Disney was able to? Well, or NBC was really kind of more involved you, in that one. You I don't guess, so. you don't go up against Disney, sir. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Never get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> so one thing, one thing to point out is that uh, there it's going to cost fifteen. Like right now, they're running a seven day free trial and then fifteen dollars a month uh, for the service. Uh, and it also, you know, the one thing I will say they have going for them um, is the fact that Hulu, uh, you know, they actually already have the uh, the update on their website for Wonder Woman. Uh, Hulu just went up another $10 for for the, the live subscription and the VODs oh, and all that for stuff. the live subscription. So um, I, I was actually on the fence. I was thinking about canceling it because, you know, me and the squeeze haven't used it enough. And then when the $10 price hike, I'm like, that's it. I'm not spending $65. At that point, you might as well get basic cable. Uh, well, why don't you get the why don't you get the lower one that, that didn't go up in price? Or am I wrong? Did they both go up in price? Uh, I, I just, but I'm not using enough even to justify that. Hold on, sir. We have oh, okay. a very special guest who's joining us right now. Oh, pause. What? Wait, this? please. Hold, special please. Guest? Hold, please. He's joining. Oh. 
I'm uh, going to have to adjust. This is the miracle of Zoom here, folks. We're very excited. Dom, how are you, buddy? Happy birthday. Are you there? You're live. Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. No, that's copyright. That We'll get sued Happy for that. Happy birthday, Sandwich. Oh, <laughs> nice. we love you so. Ladies and 23 candles. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the heart Make and soul a lovely of Geeks of you're, you're off by like a candle. Close enough. That was the one is for good luck. Oh, okay. Is there one know. more I, candle? That's the, that's the second verse. Hmm. That light is harsh on your face, Mr. Sandwich, today. You know, that's a I didn't know where to get it. That's, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, we got time. So Sandwich. You just look completely washed. Ah, ah. Whoa, there language, we go. Language, perfect. Language kid. Oh, uh, well, it was good for a minute. Yeah, well. Um, well so what the hell was I saying? Everything so, so uh, I mean, I just canceled H uh, HBO Max. They just canceled Hulu because of that price hike. Hulu. Um, I'll revisit it maybe a little bit down the line because I also heard mixed reviews of Animaniacs, but I'm still going to give it a, sh a shot. Um, mixed reviews of Animaniacs? Seriously? Well, both of you guys got very, you know. I got your attention there. Uh, yes, I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to. I just haven't watched it yet. I didn't know yet. it was up. I, I'll, I'll probably I, watch it tonight. I think it's. I, I think it's coming out on Friday. Actually, it was just one. You know, oh, a few. I'll I think watch it was like, it on Friday. I think Rolling Stones uh, uh, gave it that kind of review. But my, and my point is the fact that I'm going to give that a shot. Um, you know, for 15 bucks a month. Now that I'm getting rid of Hulu, I'll at least entertain the thought. Um, it just kind of depends. Um, you know, I, if anything, I really wish because of Warner Brothers, I don't know exactly what they do with music stuff, but it'd be nice if they had like live concerts or, or stuff like that that was also streamed um, on the platform. Well, who really knows? Only YouTube I mean, has that. If, if they're if they're looking to increase if they're looking to increase viewership, chances are they're going to try to grab anything they can grab. Maybe, maybe. I think it's going to be a little kind of interesting just to see how this is progressing right now because. Um, you know, they're, they're going all in right now because there's nowhere else really for, for, to try to make growth other than a streaming service, a food delivery service, or toilet paper, I guess, manufacturer at this point, or, or vaccine manufacturer, I should say as well. All right, moving on from HBO. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We have, we have Star Wars. Uh, oh. Big Kev, there's, there's a documentary coming out. Yes. Uh, which is, I gotta be honest, I like... I am super intrigued because I don't know a whole lot about this. I only know about the People versus George Lucas documentary, as far as I know for Star Wars <laughs> stuff. But there's the hysterical if you haven't seen it. There's the uh, the a, a documentary coming out about the existence of the Star Wars holiday special, which is a very intriguing story, as far as I'm concerned. But yes. And there's so many question marks about this. So, so Big Cat, break break this down for us, because I gotta be honest. Like, obviously, you're well, the Star Wars guy here. Yeah. Well, um, let me start by saying, if you're not following us on Facebook, you should be. I put a link up to the site uh, this morning, uh, the holiday special site, uh, holiday special documentary site that's up. So, in 19, I. Feel like it was 78 77 or 78. 78. I honestly can't remember. Um, yeah, they did a holiday special, like a TV special. Uh, for you kids in the audience, this was a thing, these sort of live, semi-live looking specials were a thing in the late 70s. Everybody did them. 
Um, and they decided Star Wars should be no different. So there was a loose sort of story <laughs> throughout. All of your favorites appeared. Uh, Harrison Ford, um, uh, uh, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and so on. Uh, the, the droids, everybody. There were a bunch of new characters we were introduced to. Um, some new concepts like Life Day, which is kind of the Wookiee New Year, Christmas holiday thing. And Chewie had to get home. To, to be with his family and we met his son and his wife or some <laughs> shit, whatever the hell that was. Um, and uh, also B Arthur uh, mm-hmm. played, uh, I believe she played a bartender uh, in a cantina. I believe so. And she sung a song. Yep. That happened. B Arthur uh, from golden girls uh, for you, uh, for you kids in the audience, you know, the kids love the golden girls. Apparently. So um, that was uh, B. Arthur. Uh, yeah. And so, and then there was the first introduction of Boba Fett was the, it, it really, if it wasn't for the first introduction of Boba Fett, I think there would be even less sort of reverence for this terrible holiday special, mm-hmm. but in an animated, um, in an animated uh, short, we learned about Boba Fett. It was the first appearance of Boba Fett. Um, so, and it would be another two years at least before Boba Fett made his film appearance in Empire Strikes Back. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, that was kind of the holiday special. And basically what happened after was um, Lucas disavowed it, <laughs> meaning he just, you know it was just never spoken of ever because it was dreadful and it was i mean like like bad last jedi dreadful um and probably well worse i know that's a hard thing to say but i can't believe that actually came out of your mouth yeah um well but here's the thing the christmas special star wars holiday special sorry holiday special didn't ruin anything that came after it in Star Wars and didn't kind of break the franchise. So you can almost say it was not quite as bad as Last Jedi, which did accomplish those things that I just said. So um, that aside, it was sort of disavowed. It disappeared. It only ran one time, one time. And as far as I know, as far as I know, there is one version of it, one version of it that someone with a very early VHS or Betamax or something imagine beta taped the holiday special. And the one, ev- the one that everybody has seen, if you've seen it, is the same recording. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because there's only, as far as I know, there's only one. That thing is buried in the Lucasfilm archive, like the like the um, the 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 what you call it the the uh, Ark of the Covenant at the end of <laughs> uh, at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, so I don't know that we're ever going to see an actual clean, nice version of it. You only get the version of the one person that taped it, probably found it years later, and most of us who have seen it either saw it live. Uh, like OG did in college, I was waiting and for uh, and 
or you picked up a bootleg copy of it either on VHS or eventually DVD, um, and you and you've seen the same recording with the same commercials and everything because there's there's legit one as far as I know there's legit one recording of it out there and that's it. So yeah, so that's basically the holiday special became sort of this punchline, you know, by which any other thing you didn't like uh, about Star Wars was measured. So when the prequels came out, you know, they were like, well, is is this better or worse? Phantom Menace better or worse than the holiday special? I mean, things like that were being discussed at the time. So <laughs> just that's basically, that's the holiday special in a nutshell. Can I just say, yes. real quick, before we go over everything, it's going to be a, a real quick point for me. As someone who grew up on the prequels, I really don't appreciate the hate that it gets sometimes. <laughs> because I understand it's not as great as the first trilogy, but people really treat it like it's crap. And I want to point out that there is a Disney sequel trilogy that is way worse. You're right. You're right. I agree with you 100%. And, and not to get into it, you know, maybe I'll do like a Patreon-only uh, video or discussion about the prequels. Ooh, bonus content. Uh, ooh, maybe I'll do a weekend show. I'll do a sandwich shop. I'll take <laughs> over the sandwich shop oh, uh, and make a it power. a Lao Lao shop for the weekend uh, <laughs> or something um, and discuss my thoughts on that. But, yeah, I don't disagree with you, sandwich. So what's next? Uh, we have some Disney stuff that we should hit on oh, for sure. Um, didn't we just do that? Not really. Not really. Uh, Doctor Strange 2, Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen says she will be filming in December uh, for the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch movie, which we we kind of have felt like that, that was definitely going to happen. Now we have the confirmation that... Uh, um, that she will be in it. And again, I think this just kind of goes back to the whole idea of the whole uh, multiverse thing or multiple dimensions or however they want to kind of tackle that one uh, for sure. So yeah, just something uh, to be aware of there because really we we knew that. Um, Disney at the same time, uh, even though they're focusing on Disney Plus, they are really actually, they're actually working still on their parks. Uh, They released some... um, what would you call them? Some uh, some promo videos of the new attractions at Disneyland. One of which, of course, is the whole Marvel headquarters thing that they've been working on. Uh, for those yep. who don't know, yeah. they've been putting together a uh, a Spider Man that s- swings through the arm, a robot uh, that kind of just swings through everything. And this is a case where the snap never happened. Um, and you know, f- for those who are just you know, another reason to look towards twenty twenty one. Hope for the best there. Uh, you know, check out the check out the promos. I think they were pretty cool. I've never been, so I don't know how much better it's gonna be. They, but they cut off a lot of property when I was at Disney on the Faded Adventure mm-hmm. that everyone talks about about a year ago at this point. Why would um, we talk about it? What do you mean? I, we've talked about it once or twice, maybe on the show. Um, but but why there, why there, why did we talk about it? A horrible, horrible catastrophe occurred. Anyways, because I don't want to, I, I just want to real quick aside. They cordoned off a huge part of the land for uh, the Avengers headquarters. There's a uh, Stark, Stark Enterprise all along these fences to like mm-hmm. block off where the Avengers headquarters is going. It's really cool, fantastic. I just want to say that real quick. 
Uh, I just want to say, I also posted on our Facebook. If you're not following us on Facebook, you're really missing out. I posted another Disney thing. I don't know if this is in your news, uh, Mr. Monty. Um, but they posted some, I don't know if they're photos or their concept art for the inside of the Star Wars uh, sort of galactic tour I felt, hotel I, yeah, experience I feel thing. I figured you were going to bring that up uh, on your own, so I didn't bother. Holy crap, does it look cool. It does. But the rumored price, like not MGM. even a joke, is some, yeah, no, it's like, and no, the rumor I heard was somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred a night. Yeah, we'll see. But as I understand it, you never leave the building. It's like a, it's like a weekend, it's a, literally. Yeah, experience. it's like an interactive experience, and you're just there for whatever the amount of days is or something. I think it's a real great concept, and to have it linked in with Star Wars makes total sense. Utter and complete sense. And if the whole building is interactive, like you're on a ship and things are happening on the other end of the ship and you're alerted to it or, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, we're in some rough space and the room vibrates or whatever, the, all of them vibrate. Whatever it is that they're doing, if it's anything like that, brilliant. Absolutely 100% brilliant. Also, Mr. Monty. Yes. If you now go to, I think it's DisneyShop.com, I think. They have now started posting products formerly only available at Galaxy's Edge. Ooh. They have now posted some of those products. They're starting to roll some of those products onto the, the, the Disney Shop platform or the Shop Disney platform, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So you're able to get some of those items without having to go to the park. Nice. Yeah, which is really great. Now, that said... West Coast Scott still has a job. Oh, come on. Because, I mean, with us, because, well, one, he's our West Coast correspondent, as we all know. But second, <laughs> because as a mule, there are still products that are not going to be available on shopdisney.com. So I'm just saying. And speaking of which, I want to thank him publicly right now, even though he hasn't joined us. I want to... Um, publicly thank him right now for scoring for me again brand new five pack of astromech style droids uh at park only as well as a single carded bb unit um so yeah so you know for those of you just tuning in for the first time ever i'm an astromech collector and those things are required for me to have. So there we go. So there you I go. I want to correct Kev. He's a hoarder, um, but let's go. Okay. Uh, two, I'm not a hoarder. Eh, I'm two, a collector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two things I want to hit on real quickly before we go to break. Uh, sticking with Disney Plus, they're going to be uh, rolling out a new Darkwing Duck animated series. It's going to be a reboot to the 90s uh, uh, television show that originally aired on, uh, I guess at the time it was WB. Um I don't think it's really. Yeah, but is the rumor true about that? Well, I heard a rumor that it's going to be serious. Well, I'd imagine and that they're going to go the route like they did for um, DuckTales and everything at the same time. So I, I think that makes the most sense for it. So maybe a little bit more, you know, wacky, fast paced and everything compared to the original one. Um, let's see. Uh, the, version of the, Duck really the, the rumor that I heard was they were going like, like the superhero route, you know, like 
like legit superhero cartoon route, but you know, ducks. And I mean, all that. Variety says that they're in the midst of of putting something together and everything, so something still oh, okay. can fall well, apart. So we'll we'll wait and see. We'll wait then, and I see. Guess. I from what I can remember, I think the the old the original one holds up pretty well. So we'll see because I did like the dark um the Ducktales thing that uh, they came out with was it last year or something like that. I think so. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to hit on um, Netflix has renewed season two of Space Force. Uh, the show was by creator Greg Daniels, um, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Here, um, the everyone expected this show to be like phenomenal because it had Steve Carell involved, it had John Malkovich. It was, yeah. it was good. It wasn't, you know, the most amazing thing out there. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm kind of excited to see what this. I thought this was a, a good show, not a great show, but enough where I mean, I like space and shit like that too. In this case, like NASA kind of stuff. So this is uh, something I want to watch, and you know what? I think it's worth just to kind of binge it and everything to give it a shot and see see what you may what you youngins may think about it. Because uh, again, I thought it was a good show. So um, that's all I got. Hey, right you know, yeah. you know what I just noticed? We're on Patreon right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for those of you in the video, if I just reach my hand up like this, it almost looks like I'm puppeting sandwich. Okay. The well, way that I see it. Please oh, stop fisting sandwich on the Instagram and uh, throw us the break. Please. Sorry. It's just okay. Noticed that. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, big Kev. And with that, Mr. Monty, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 614, the one we're calling Whatever the Kid Wants. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pie Day Family, and my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton, and I'm Podcast Rob, and we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at SomethingCast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Joe Bob Briggs, the world's greatest drive-in movie critic. Well, actually, the world's only drive-in movie critic, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff.
Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kevuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel, transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of this subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildexwin.com or we should by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Thanks, Dom. Appreciate it, birthday boy. Uh, you know, one thing to hit on really quickly before we just uh, uh, hit on product. Scoot right. Uh, uh, what? Sandwich. Sandwich. Scoot right. Oh, there you go. Uh, one thing to just hit on is uh, there was a video going around with uh, Fat Thor um, from the, uh, the last few uh, movies <laughs> where he's that. he's playing uh, Trent Reznor's, Reznor's Hurt on acoustic guitar in his trailer. And it is the funniest freaking thing in the world. So, like, I really wish they were, I don't know if it was a rights thing or something, but I would have loved if they would have gotten that in the movie. It was hysterical. Um, yeah. And as a side note, I'm like, oh, let me go on YouTube. Because it was only like a 30, 40 second clip. Let me go on YouTube to try to find like the full version. And in doing so, I found uh, Trent Reznor playing it with David Bowie. And now it may be one of my favorite songs of all time because it's Bowie and Trent Reznor playing it. So uh, I, it's awesome. And you, I posted you made... I posted the fat uh, fat Thor one on our Facebook. Nice. Uh, and yeah. and there's a very good chance you may hit hear the Trent Reznor Bowie version of that uh, at the end of today's episode. Just uh, so just saying there, um, Dom, you have uh, some products over there, yes. which. Um, but before that, the, oh, oh. we want to tell people that they can give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. If they uh, have a question, a comment, they want to uh, hear us talk about something, you can leave us a message over there. And you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Hot uh, damn. Beautiful. Uh, what do you got for us, Dom? All right. So I have in front of me... Both the regular edition and the special edition of the newest D&D book, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Hmm. Hey, hey, hold up that special edition for a second there. It That's might not a, look so great in the light, but... You got to tip it like down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's really, really beautiful. Nice. Back's kind of cool too. 
obviously. Nice. Um, so Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. This is the last book of the year, and it is a source material book. It's like a supplement book. Uh, shock full of content. Yeah, I've heard. Content. So uh, I'm just going to hop through a couple things real quick that are in the book uh, that this book does, and then we'll break it down in depth a little more after that. So the first thing, which I think is important, is that what this book does is it makes Artificer an Adventure League legal. So now you can play the Artificer at your uh, official games at stores in Adventure League, which is nice because it was kind of stuck in Eberron and it wasn't allowed in normal games, yeah. but now it's officially legal. So that's fantastic. Um, two new subclasses for every single class, except for Artificer. They only get one extra one, but they're legal now. So Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's their payoff if you're playing an Artificer. Wait, but maybe you should say what an Artificer is. An Artificer is someone who basically uh, creates their own magic items a little bit, and they kind of, right. you know, it's a wizard in a way because they're based off intelligence. Yeah, but, it's the wizard scientist. Yeah, almost. but they're yeah. more like, they're not so much into spells, I feel like, as they are into, like, I make good sword or good armor. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's it's like a half wizard, half fighter, more wizardy kind of thing. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think the payoff for them not getting a second subclass is the fact that they now are legal for, uh, you know, for pro games. They still do give them one new subclass. So now there's four. No, they did. Yeah, yeah. Four optional artificers, which is excellent. Yeah. Um, everyone else got two new subclasses. I looked through almost all of them. They all looked excellent. Different flavors of things. I'll highlight the ones I like most after I go through the rest of the stuff that came out in the book. Right. Sure. Um, he talked about group patrons. So something to kind of gel the group together more. Because one of the problems I feel like with D&D sometimes is, you know, someone is a noble and someone is this. And there's there's too many stories sometimes going around at once. Yeah. If you have a group patron, and kind of gel the group together more naturally and give them a more focused goal as opposed to yeah. everyone splitting off and doing their own thing. So, so to give you an analogy, if you've ever seen Ocean's Eleven, yeah. it would be sort of that guy... That brought them all to. I can't remember the actor's name. I just blanked on it. Me either. Uh, but that guy, damn it, it was a good analogy until I lost it. <laughs> um, uh, I'll think of it. I'll keep going. Some new spells, obviously, which are fantastic. New items, new magic items. I want to highlight they added magical tattoos. So that's a cool yes. concept to me. <laughs> uh, they introduced the the concept of sidekicks. Three op, three different kinds of sidekicks. I'll go into that. Once I'm done finishing the rest of this, almost there. They introduced something that I thought was very interesting, parlaying with monsters. You know, you don't have to solve everything through combat. You know, maybe a monster shows up and say, hey, guy, hey, hey, <laughs> we can be cool. We don't want to fight. We can figure this out together. We just want to uh, get over your bridge. Yeah, you don't have to die, and we don't, ha we don't have to fight right now. We, we can move past this in a polite way. That's fantastic. And then some other stuff, supernatural regions, you know, maybe like a fey area or an enchanted spring, magical phenomenon, natural hazards, a lot of great content. Phenomenal stuff. Just, I love all of it, honestly. So, some of my favorite things in this book. There's a couple. <laughs> uh, some of the new subclasses for the barbarian. There's a wild magic barbarian, Kev. 
Yeah, that one I heard about. That one's phenomenal. Uh, there's a couple, the clerics, order of peace, order of uh, like uh, order, an order domain, a peace domain. So, you know, guys who are about the law and guys who are about peace, a lot of cool stuff. Um, there's a, like a rogue who's basically a ghost. Yeah. You know, he just faces through walls and stuff. It's just, there's a lot and a lot of stuff in this book. You know, yep. I've looked through most of it, but there's still so much I got to like deep dive into. Uh, they introduced it's the kind of That's It's the kind of source book that you really, especially as a, as, as a game master, it's yeah. definitely the kind of book that you have to read all the way through. Now for players, it's invaluable. You have to have it. There's no question. And the reason is because it's going to give whatever class you play, like, like Sandwich just said, for rogues, there's a new subclass, and maybe you want to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Got to have the book to do that. So, you know, that's going to be excellent for you. Not to mention the fact that, I mean, just from the sound of it, how many pages are we looking at, Dom? Uh, it's not as thick of a book as the other ones recently, but those were all, like, campaign books. This is right under 200 and 192. Yeah. So, so near, it, near enough to 200 pages of content, which right. you as a player – probably will benefit from undoubtedly you'll benefit from so there you go um but yeah as a game master especially you know like absolutely an invaluable tool every time one of these sort of i don't want to say generic because that's not right one of these sort of mechanic soft books you know the the, source book rather uh rather than the campaign kind of book or the you know i call it the hard module Basically, a hardback module book, uh, like Ice Icewind Dale was is a module book. Yes. Yeah, there's some new content in it, but it's not uh, it's not purely a source book. The source books you must have. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a must buy for any D and D fan. Absolutely, absolutely. The only thing, maybe this is just me. I was looking through the book, and sometimes it referenced things in like the player's handbook or the DM's guide, which isn't a bad thing. It's just something I kind of have a little bit of a gripe with if I'm looking for something, because if someone doesn't have that on hand or easily accessible, it could be a bit of a pain. But if I had to nitpick anything, it'd be... At this point, if you're playing in a group that doesn't have core books, you've got a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just my opinion. But at this point, not having core books, player's handbook, monster manual, DM guide, I think you have to have them, I just think. And then there's the other ones as well. There's, you know, there's there's the other, you know, I would call them this, the expanded core books, which are like Xanathar's, um, now this one, Tasha's, uh, and so on. Those are kind of expanded. They're core books, but they're expanded core books. You don't need them to play, but you want them when you play. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's really great. What's the price tag, Mr. Sandwich? Uh, stock standard, it went for $49.95, so 50 bucks. Right. So 200 pages of beautifully illustrated, no doubt, uh, and absolutely essential information for about 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, not a bad deal there. So uh, definitely, you're going to want to check that out. Two covers, as Mr. Sandwich mentioned earlier, they got the collector's cover um, and the regular uh, cover. Both of them, I think, are really great this time around. 
That isn't always the case, <laughs> but definitely this time around wasn't the case at Eberron. Um, but uh, yeah, so definitely check those out. And uh, if you have a D&D uh, player, we're in the gift giving season. So just make sure if you are thinking about giving Tasha's for a gift, make sure you tell the person not to buy it because it's the gift giving season. And who knows what Santa will bring them. <laughs> or if they, you know, are not about Santa, tell them not to buy it because it's November now and you shouldn't buy nothing before Christmas because people do give people stuff for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, uh, and, and all the other uh, holiday events. So there you go. Just saying. We all done? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Huh? Somebody wake up, Mr. Monty. No, no, no. I was here. I was just waiting to make sure, uh, you know, you guys were done before jumping in. Uh, uh, but, yeah. We we really got to get Monty in a You know, we really got to get a game because Mr. Monty, I think, needs, you know what I mean, Mr. Sandwich? I think he, he needs the experience. Well, I, 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 I what were we going to say, Dom? You go. When it is not COVID, you know, in 15 years from now, <laughs> oh. and, you know, we feel comfortable. Sure, we could figure something out, but, you know, Rome was adult in a day. The experience, the education of young Monty wow. uh, will take, you know, wow. more than just a single D&D &D session. Bold, bold statement. That is true. That is true. Um, well, you know, the I, young part. I only... Wow! Oh, you know what? Wow. That's your birthday gift. I'm gonna let you get away with that one. That's gonna be your gift for for, for the, today. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I just, I mean, I got into what I, I kind of like dipped my toe in the whole D and D world. Uh, pretty much kind of when I started, when I jumped onto this show, actually, when I when I was the third chair, and um, you know, kind of just messing around with it and everything. I liked it, and then this year happened, and. You know, it, not much. It really... really is a shame. It really is yeah. a shame. But yeah, you know, like I, I'm actually playing in a couple of live games right now. Mm -hmm. All precautions being taken. And uh, I'm having the greatest time. And I really wish that we could get something together. Maybe uh, maybe we'll assign that to Mr. Sandwich to uh, to sort out us playing remotely or something that try would, to figure that out that would be just swell because this goes so well the way we're doing it now so cool. it works I mean, yeah we'll figure so, it out so yeah, yeah definitely all right let's uh uh wrap things up boys a little shorter of an yes. episode today because we have some obligations but uh you know is what it is uh but you can catch us each and every week over at geekstufftng.com you can also check us at the same handles for instagram facebook and uh twitter uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Uh, over at, where the hell am I? I guess I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, the YouTubes, all those good uh, good things. Uh, what do you got, Big Kev? You can find me on the Xbox Nation under uh, Big Kev GS, mm -hmm. where we still play Red Dead and sometimes Grand Theft Auto, and I've been playing a bit more Fortnite. Uh, I don't know why. I just kind of like it a little, a little, not a lot, a little. Um, so there's that. You can check me out there. And otherwise, uh, everywhere else, it's Slim Dumbledore. <laughs> no, it's BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. 
So you can check that out. Outstanding. Uh, birthday uh, boy. That was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. <laughs> I, uh, I <laughs> that one right in. That was that was great. I'm not even that that made my whole night. All right. You can find me at Fat Dumbledore, F A T D O M B L E D O R E on Instagram and Xbox, maybe at some point in 15 years. We'll sure. Fan lies. That's okay. Lies. Hey, it's his birthday. He can say whatever the hell he wants right now. It's fine. Whatever the kid wants. Whatever, whatever the kid wants. Whatever the kid wants. Uh, on that note, and uh, Big Kev. Mr. Mayhem, Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 614, the one we called Whatever the Kid Wants, to a close. The way we end some shows by saying... Good night, OG. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
this crown of shit Full of broken 